0: And welcome to Regional Branch of Sorrows, Ramjack the Misbegotten.
1: Greetings, everyone. I am Alex. Joining me today for Ramjack is our good friend and co-host,
0: Brad. Hello, good friends. Hello. Brad, Mm
1: -hmm. um, we got a good show for people today, right?
0: Yeah, not going to be one of those garbage shows. Not
1: one of those garbage shows. Now, this is a short Window for special themes because we're watching Dobie Gillis today again, mm-hmm. uh, dipping back into that uh, wonderful archive of television from the late fifties, early sixties. Um, and there's a lot to, there's a lot to take in in this episode. Mm-hmm. Brad um, teased Jonathan and I about a Christmas episode that you watched. Yeah, and it was so good, okay. so good. That, see, now I can't wait for Christmas in July because I will not yeah. wait a whole year. I no. will not wait till December to see this. I must see Dobie Gillis's Christmas episodes now, oh, or soon, I should a, say.
0: It's a it's a goodie. It is. I've watched so many episodes of Dobie Gillis.
1: I don't know if I mentioned this on the uh, the last show, but the theme song to Dobie Gillis got stuck in my head, and I was singing it around the house. I was giving Vera a bath, singing Dobie, Dobie, and she would kind of look at me and smile and laugh. But Joey overheard me and said, what are you singing? Ah. I said, oh, Joey, it's a theme song to a television show. Who's Dobie? (laughs) And Ah. I had to explain to him who Dobie Gillis was, but he thought it was really funny. And every once in a while, I would hear him go, Dobie. Just to himself while he was playing video games.
0: He hasn't even (laughs) seen the show. Um, Um, Awesome. Gotta spread the show to a new generation.
1: Oh, Definitely. Um, but so yeah, look forward to that uh, In the meantime, we've got a lot of uh, stories to cover A lot of uh, media to cover Brad, where do you want to start on this road to Um. Uh,
0: well, we want to talk about some media for a second um, I saw a couple of films I saw The Commuter And I saw Winchester, The House That Ghosts Built um,
1: Okay, is that the
0: proper title of the last film? Yeah, Winchester, The House That Ghosts Built Best title ever Wait, um, seriously, that's the title? I thought you were joking. Oh, no, that's times. the title of the movie
1: Winchester, Whoa. the House the Ghosts Build. Really?
0: Yeah. Now that's amazing. Oh, it's amazing. We'll talk about it more in a second. But let me just talk about the commuter. I enjoyed both of these movies, by the way. I think you should see both nice. of them. Um, but the commuter, from the trailers, I was like, well, this looks like kind of a generic Liam Neeson action movie. I don't know if this is going to be that great. I really liked it, it was really good. So, Pretty how much does it- all up on that train? So how
1: is it different than say any other Liam Neeson action movie?
0: Well, he's not murdering Albanians constantly. Um, okay. So there's not a lot of people. There's not a lot of just stupid killing, which I appreciate um, in this day and age. Um, it's 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 good though. It's like in the end, like when like the whole mystery is like kind of unravels a bit. I'm like, I don't know if this completely works, but at that point, who really cares? <laughs> Um, but also there's, there's real mention of the fact that Liam Neeson is 60 years old. <laughs> he's like, listen, I'm five years from retirement. <laughs> I'm an old man, <laughs> which is pretty great. Um, wow. Another weird thing about that book. A lot of people are reading physical books. A lot of people just reading real paper books. So
1: In I'm the like, commuter, like where yeah. he's at on the train. Yeah. I'm like, huh. really?
0: You guys don't have like a Kindle or a, a phone or tablet or anything? You just paper books all on you? All right, Cool. Yes.
1: Um what kind of train is it? Cuz I, I remember seeing a trailer for this but I it's it's been a long time. Is it a proper like steam engine? Let's go back to yesteryear because I think Ooh, those it's... people would be more inclined to be like, "Ooh, you know what? I actually do like paper and the texture of it between my fingertips."
0: Um Alex, you may be surprised to learn this, but it's
1: a commuter train. Oh, so a modern train. <laughs> yes. Like a subway or Yeah. Like in Chicago. Monorail. So it's a
0: Chicago uh a commuter train.
1: Okay, I've been on one of those actually. I've yeah, been to Chicago yeah. and I've been on one of those, and I have—I dare say—I maybe saw two paper objects, mm. and those were one of them may have been a book. Wow. Well, so, okay, already inaccurate, already yeah.
0: inaccurate. Um, Liam, also, we find out Liam Neeson. Um, basically, um, all of the like the books his like his son has to read for school, he reads the books as well. I guess so they can discuss or something. So, question, Alex, will you be reading all of the books that your children re- have to read for school? Um, I haven't thought about that. Probably. All right. Um, all right. Right now, Joey bring
1: home brings home worksheets that have like one page stories, and of course, I read those to help check his homework. And we've read stories in the past, but they're like little stories. But when he gets right. older and he has to read classic literature, I don't see why not. It'd be fun because then we can right. talk about the theme. I mean, it'll be neat. But I don't. I mean, yeah, I guess. Like right leave, now, his
0: like his son is like uh, leaving for college, and he's like, "All right, well, Dad, all right, Dad, this is the last one of these we got to read." I'm like. Hey, You're, like, 18. Well, that's, I mean, I that's guess it's kind of cool. Like, I mean, I guess if you want to, like, you know, become well-read and read some literature that maybe you missed out on. But I don't know. I think it's kind of weird. Like, you're just having some chats with your with your son about, like, Red Badger Courage or something stupid.
1: Hey, have you gotten to Chapter 12 yet? No. <laughs> oh, hold on tight. We'll talk later. Oh, during breakfast. By the way, what do you want? Your mom's going to the grocery store <laughs>
0: that's that's kind of a scene that's yeah oh really okay yeah lord of the flies oh have you gotten to chapter four yet it's like this is weird let me
1: say this if i've already read it i probably wouldn't reread it because i'm not a huge rereader of books unless i like really enjoyed it but even then i haven't reread a book i don't think ever um i read it and then i'm done and i've taken all the knowledge from it and then i have it forever um so i just need a refresh maybe like a cliff notes or a wikipedia article obviously cliff notes no longer exists i'm assuming.
0: Interesting. Well, I enjoyed the movie. I think people should see it. It's better than I thought it would be, by far. Um, Yeah. Uh, But then there's another movie, and it's called Winchester the House the Ghosts Built. (laughs) I don't know if I've ever been so happy watching a movie in a theater. Really? I was just... I could not stop smiling. Right. For what?
1: To what? Yeah, explain.
0: Let me explain. The greatest character in cinematic history... Um, this is a film, by the way, starring Helen Mirren as uh, the um, the matriarch to the Winchester family fortune. Um, that created the Winchester rifle. Basically, uh, she built a crazy, kooky house um, with all these like weird doorways and passages that led nowhere, and rooms that got um like uh, locked off. It's a kooky house because she's like a crazy person. <laughs> My favorite character in cinematic history might be a little friend I made um, watching this film and that's a, someone I like to call Roller Skate Ghost <laughs> <sighs> I never would have imagined um, a Roller Skate Ghost could make me so happy but it was the best uh, guys if you if you want no spoilers for Winchester the House the Ghosts uh, please stop the podcast now because even though I love this movie I have to talk about it for a bit because I love it so much so early on, um, there's this, basically there's a therapist that's going to uh, make sure that Helen Mirren is either sane enough to, like, stay on the um, board for the Winchester uh, Rifle Company, or is she too fucking crazy? That's the gist of the movie. So he's looking through the catalog, and he sees that the Winchester Company is now uh, making roller skates. These crazy new inventions called roller skates. And he's like, oh, this sure is wacky. So uh, we meet Helen Mirren, blah blah. blah everything's happening, um, and she's and she's like, "Well, I was trying to uh, come up with something that would that would cause less bloodshed and death, uh, because I hate what my family's done." <laughs>
1: um, really? Now that's so, an interesting take. Yeah, uh,
0: but I didn't realize that even these would cause <laughs> injuries, <laughs> which implies that people have died because of her roller skates.
1: Oh, definitely.
0: And as soon as I heard that, I was like oh, I hope there's a roller skate ghost in this movie. Um, <laughs> a little bit later, oh, little nephew wakes up in the middle of the night. He hears something. I was like, like, what's that sound? And I was like, "Oh, please let it be a fucking roller skate ghost. Please let it be a roller skate ghost. And a roller skate rolls across the room. Roller <gasps> skate ghost.
2: <laughs>
1: Now, do we see the uh, corporeal form of the ghost inside the skate, or is it nope, just the skate going on? No, we just see these on?
0: skates. We just see these skates skating around.
1: So does that mean there's a ghost inside of them, or the skates themselves are haunted? Or like, I, are the, no. are the skates themselves a dead pair of roller skates? And here's they go the, through thing. the
0: wall here's the, here's the thing about this movie the the idea is that um, all the you know the, she's cursed because all these people that have died and blamed you know her family uh, because of these weapons um, you know they come and they haunt her and she tries to uh, make amends with the ghost um, and so they'll leave in peace some of them don't though and those are the ones that stick around which means someone died because of these roller <laughs> skates and is holding it against her. Which I love.
1: That is crazy.
0: Oh, it's a fun movie. I mean, it's a fun horror movie. There's not as many scares as I would like in a, in a horror movie, but it's so fucking kooky. I'm fine with it. Um, There's there's some moments. There's a great moment where there's this guy that, like, he's real creepy the whole time. So you're thinking to yourself, how That's secretly a ghost. <laughs> and then um, at one point, he goes up to the therapist and says, like, you can see me. He's like, yeah, I can see you. Hmm. Well, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> and he, like, turns into a spooky monster ghost. Um, and then he disappears, and the therapist is like, Oh, what the hell was that? And so he runs into the office and is like, Helen Mirren, something weird just happened. Uh, that guy that works for you, what guy that works for me? You know that guy. What guy? And then he looks at the book that Helen Mirren is looking at right then and is like, Him, that's him. Him? He died 20 years ago. <laughs> yes! <laughs> oh... That this is movie amazing. Makes me so happy. It's like it's dumb in all the right ways and there's a roller skate ghost. Like I love roller skate ghost so much. Just the fact that I got excited that there might be a roller skate ghost and then just as those thoughts came into my head, roller skate ghost. Wee.
1: I wish that's how more people approached um writing for the cinema. They get the premise down and they think, "All right, what can we get people excited for?" Or what would be super exciting to just happen in this movie?
0: I mean, just someone that's vengeful is like, Oh, damn, the Winchester family and their roller skates. (laughs) I died because of these. I will have vengeance in the afterlife. You you wonder,
1: like, what else? Like, is this going to be set up for sequels where... So this is Winchester, the house that ghosts built. Mm -hmm. Are there going to be more companies who are also haunted... By the products that have I killed wish. people that they've made, because that would be amazing.
0: I mean, you say set up for sequel. Let me, let me, let me just. Lay- First of all, let me just say, um, Winchester, the house that ghost built. Um, ghosts do not build this house. Um, it, it, that is a lie. Now, do they do architectural design of the house? Yes, yes, they do. <laughs> no, how? <laughs> <Ghosts are> the- <laughs> Winchester, the house that ghost architected. <laughs> so, like, ghosts made these rooms. Well, no, they designed the rooms, Alex. It's They're built by construction workers. So, but yes, they are designed by ghosts. So how did that happen?
1: An architect got killed by a Winchester rifle, and he came to uh, the house and said, Look, I need to make peace with you, but before I do that, I need to make an amazing house. It's the only way... That we can make this Alex, right. That's
0: ridiculous. No. What happens is someone dies due to the Winchester family's firearms and our roller skates. Oh,
1: my apologies. <laughs> yes.
0: Um. Then, um, instead of passing on, um, their spirit goes to the Winchester house, and at midnight, when the bells chime. Oh, by the way, there's bells that chime at midnight for some reason. <laughs> there's a lot it, of. And one of the fairies is like. Why are these- why are these bells ringing at midnight? It's like, because it's midnight. <laughs> yeah, but it's- we're trying to sleep. It's midnight. That's when the bells ring. Yeah, what? That's what we do here. What? Um... So the ghosts go there, wait till midnight, bells ring, then they possess Helen Mirren and uh, make her draw architectural plans for rooms. (laughs) Then Helen Mirren gives those to her construction workers, who work 24 hours a day, seven days a week, in rotating shifts, obviously, to construct things.
1: So is she a willing vessel for these creatures? She's like, look, I know what my family did.
0: Yeah, because she's trying to make amends with the ghost. Basically, she built the room, which is generally the recreation of the place in which they died. Okay. Um, so they can, then like... she goes in there and is like, hey, I'm sorry about this. My bad. Please forgive me. Um, you need to move on to the afterlife. Blah, 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 blah. And then the ghost is either like, you know what? I forgive you goodbye are no way Jose and then Helen locks up that room and puts 13 nails into the door so they can't get out
1: this is insanely elaborate Mm -hmm. And and the rules I don't understand how any of this happened or how it got
0: started it's so kooky it's so kooky it's the kookiest movie and I fucking love it so much and of course, at the very end of the movie, after like um, they've gotten rid of the the uh, main bad ghost, all the and all the other ghosts that aren't leaving are back in their rooms, locked in. We see oh, what's that? We see one of the doors that's uh, one of the rooms that's uh, been locked off with the thirteen nails, and we see one of the nails. Bop, bop, bop pops out <gasps> oh guys you're not gonna have a sequel to this movie <laughs> like, you it's based on historical things like you can't what's gonna happen <laughs> like no Could there's not just... gonna be another san francisco earthquake i mean well there is but like not like one that you can tie your movie to <laughs> so the earthquake
1: released the ghosts no there. the earthquake i
0: think was caused by ghosts
1: oh they were just yeah, locked so up had- in the rooms, and they couldn't get out, and they are like, fuck this, Those stupid nails. Well, listen, they were
0: really pissed off. They were really pissed off about those roller skates. Wow.
1: <laughs> I, I, I hope that the roller skate ghost is the antagonizer that gets them, like, <sighs> riled up to cause the earthquake.
0: I love roller skate ghost so much. It's so cool. Can you it's give my me, favorite thing.
1: Can you give me a count of how many times roller skate ghost appears on screen?
0: Um, Two or three.
1: Nice. Two or three. Well, yeah. that means it's like an established character. It's not like just a one-off. Like, ooh, there's yeah. a roller skate ghost too. It's like this roller skate ghost is here.
0: Yeah, and definitely. this roller
1: skate ghost has <laughs> has wants and needs. Mm-hmm, Interesting. Mm-hmm. You got me sold. When this starts streaming, I may have to see it.
0: It's fun. It's a fun movie.
1: <laughs> Especially the, he died 20 years ago Like, that's just <laughs> comical to hear that that happens in a movie in 2018
0: I know, like, oh, it was so, and it's Helen Mirren saying it too I'm like, Helen Mirren, what are you doing? You kooky old broad
1: Like, why did she sign up for this other than, I guess, the money? Because it's, it is Helen Mirren, I mean, come on Yeah,
0: she can do whatever she wants I mean, I, I think she did because it was fun Like, who doesn't want to do, like, a weird, goofy horror movie? It would be fun. I think people, people always people always seem to ignore the fact that it's not necessarily maybe because they just wanted a paycheck. Maybe it just looked like some fun. I mean, if you're an
1: actor or actress at that age, having made all the money, and is that awesome, then yeah. I guess just have fun in the movies you make. Why not?
0: If you're getting offers, I would always... Like, I, I think maybe I would... Tr- maybe if I was like an actor and trying to be like a real actor and getting offers, I would maybe try to do a couple of good things... But after that, I'm just doing whatever looks like the most fun. Like I don't care. Like is it gonna be garbage? Yeah. Does it look like it's gonna be fun? All right, I'm in. I'm I I gonna mean, have fun making it because I don't care what the final product is. Who cares? I don't even need to watch it. I'm just in it. I don't care.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I have made great art. Guess what?
0: I can make whatever I want now. Yeah. People, I don't think people factor that in enough. Like it's always like, why? Why does this great actor keep choo- choosing these terrible projects? I don't know. Maybe he just thought it would be more fun than, like, you know, not doing it.
1: <laughs> I mean, the paycheck aside, yeah. i mean, yeah, sure paycheck, everyone wants to make money. Paycheck it's like, one,
0: yeah. and then two, like, oh, yeah, yeah, sure, I'll do this. Nothing's really jumping out to me, so I'll do the one that looks like the most fun.
1: <laughs> the house that ghosts
0: built? Winchester? This is the one. <laughs> Call him up. So great. I love that movie. That is I amazing. I love it. I may see it again. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I would be on the lookout for that roller skate in scenes. You didn't expect it Because I bet it's Seriously. everywhere and you don't even know
0: Because it was just like we see the, the The roller skate in the catalog As the like the um, psychiatrist is on his way over there And I was like oh that's fun But when um, we see they... the,
1: the psychiatrist moves away from the catalog And the actual like illustration of the roller skate Like moves off the page And you're like oh.
0: What? Well, no, because we see we see that and it's like it's a throwaway. And I'm like, okay, that's fine. And then Helen Mirren says that line about, um, I thought I was making some, I thought I was, um, getting us involved involved in something that would cause less harm. And it's like, oh, people die because of roller skates. And I was like, that's weird. It's like, oh, what if there's a roller skate ghost? And then almost immediately we got a roller skate ghost. And I'm like, yes, it's so great. Thank you, movie. You gave me exactly what I wanted.
1: Okay, check this out. So I have the statistics over the course of ten years. Um, that give the number of people who've died using skis, roller skates, or skateboards. Now, why they combine all these together, Yeah, I, I mean, don't know. Uh, I guess it's because they're things on your feet that have wheels and or, you know, are slippery like, like uh, modes of transportation that are more foot-related. But I, there mean, I
0: think anyone that puts on a pair of skis deserves to die. Like, oh, yeah. I mean, you're asking for it. I wonder, it
1: doesn't tell us which one is more dangerous, which I would love to know, but, okay, so check this out. Um, it averages around fifty a year from all three of those. So yeah, and this is after many, many years, many decades after roller skates were invented. So you know, when roller skates first hit, oh. lots of people died. It was devastating. It's like I when mean, cars first came around and they were going around.
0: I am I am anti roller skates. So I I think yeah, people shouldn't put wheels on their feet. Um and. It's no surprise that you die when that happens. Um,
1: Interesting. So. Interesting. In the year 2001 and 2002, deaths by roller skates, <laughs> skateboards, or skis doubled just mm. for those two years.
0: It's Terrorist. It's, it's, it's
1: because of 9-11. It's because nine eleven. 9-11. People didn't trust in... They didn't trust the skies anymore, so they took right to wheels. They weren't in cars. They were on <laughs> roller skates or skateboards.
0: Ah.
1: And that influx, definitely... You got a lot oh, of yeah. amateurs kicking around. Nope.
0: Like I- I'm scared to fly. I'm scared to fly. I'll just take the skateboard. Oh, will you? Will you, dummy? Hmm.
1: It can't be that hard. <laughs> Smack. Done. <laughs> then you're haunting here. Uh, then you're haunting Helen Mirren. Yeah. Are the are her descendants in that kooky house? True. True. Brad, I I really I love living vicariously through your um, movie past life because I-, I don't get to go to the cinema very often. um the last movie i saw was cars 3 which is streaming on netflix okay all right um i'm sure you and the listeners have a lot of questions um was there a roller skate ghost no
2: Hmm.
1: were there ghosts no was liam neeson in it i don't think so um what was the movie's basic premise it wasn't just racing um, I would say that out of all the Cars movies, this one definitely has the most mature plot because it's about an aging racer who realizes that these young wh- whippersnappers are coming up and they're going to beat him and there's nothing he can do to stop it because he's just getting old. And ultimately, he has to train the next generation. But it's a long, it's a long trek to get there. <laughs> But it's interesting. Like, it's a neat metaphor, but it it begs the question, who is this movie for? (laughs) Because tiny children don't care. Joey, like, kind of watched it and was disinterested. He was like, all right, I guess. Because it really isn't written or geared toward children at all.
0: Which is a bold move. Yeah, I don't... I I would think of, like, all the Pixar movies. I, like... And they, I know they tried. I know they try to do this whole like we're for everyone, um, like we're not just for kids. We're also for the whole family. Uh, but I feel like Cars would be the most direct for children. Yeah. Because yeah. They're cars. They're cars. But the
1: first Cars movie was a kids movie. Right. The second Cars movie was like a spy thriller. Again, okay, I guess a kid spy thriller. We have spy kids in 3D. So of course, I guess you could do that with Cars. And now the third one. Is a movie about accepting, I guess, your retirement (laughs) and (laughs) training a younger generation? Like, the theme alone is, like, wildly off I mean, first
0: of all, don't tell the children that they're ever going to be able to retire, because that's never going to happen. Like, kids don't get to retire? Never. Like, the retirement age is 67. And I don't know if you heard this, Paul Ryan's trying to, um, he's trying to with melania trump is trying to put together a new uh, um a family leave uh plan where hey we're gonna make sure everyone has family leave for when you have a baby um what you're gonna do is you're just gonna take that money out of your social security you'll get in advance and then you just work for a few months longer when you get old what that's their plan we're hey yeah you can take some time off to be with your kid now but that means when you're an old fucking bastard You're gonna stay working a few months longer, if you can.
1: If you even can.
0: No one can. 67. That's
1: that's stupid. I mean, yeah, that's just dumb. But I mean, Paul Ryan is an idiot. So, the whole Twitter thing where he tweeted out like, "Hey, we got this one woman like a couple of like a hundred dollars more a year ish."
0: No, Alex, a dollar fifty a week.
1: Oh, so it's far less than a hundred (laughs)
0: dollars. Yeah, my bad. Which is enough to pay for her Costco membership.
1: Paul Ryan, you did realize when either you or one of your staffers wrote that 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 is
0: wildly off like For $1.50, that's you can even buy a hot dog at Costco Yeah, that's
1: <laughs> That's insulting oh. that's, that is, that's a level of disconnect that Well, I guess if you get half a million dollars from the Koch brothers Then I guess, yeah Yeah your mem- people's S- membership to Costco might be like, oh, yeah, that's something people would, that's something they appreciate. Yeah. A membership so to another corporate brand who's going to be taking your money. Well, I, let's, sure. let's
0: not Let's not uh, tell kids uh, fantasy stories about uh, retiring because it'll never happen, children. You're going to be slaves to the machine till the day you're dead. That's the way it's always been. It's the way it'll always be. Unless. It's going to get worse. It's going to get worse.
1: Alex. Oh, yeah, yeah. The only thing that would. Well, I mean, I guess there's nothing that can really stop it, unless there was a reset. I mean, what yeah. stopped it before, right?
0: Socialism. That's what stopped it before. Exactly. Fear, fear that the uh, the public would rise up and destroy the fucking system. That's what stopped it. Because we had strong unions and people went on strike constantly, and then they came back from war, and all the companies were like, "Oh fuck, we got all these people that are re-entering the workforce. We cannot treat them like we've been treating them." All right, uh, pension plans, uh, uh, retirement, uh, uh, Social Security—sure. Hmm. And then we've slowly cut it away.
1: I mean, we'll see how it goes. It's not going to go well, but we'll see. We'll see where this leads us. Ugh. <sighs> Um, in addition to Cars 3, which by the way, Cars 3 is not that bad as an, as, as an adult who watched it. And since it was geared toward me <laughs> as an adult, um, yeah, I thought, oh, this is a cute little film. Um, okay. That's, uh, that's all there's to say about Cars. Uh, the other thing I've been watching recently was Altered Carbon, which is a science fiction show that's very akin to Blade Runner in, that's on Netflix. And unlike the Cloverfield movie that just dropped on Netflix, which is supposed to be absolute garbage, um, it's actually really good. I've only seen two episodes, but they were very, as as far as science fiction goes, as far as action goes, yeah. It's kind of like, it's, guys, okay, look, I'm about to say something, but it's, I'm giving my own opinion and not trying to softball it. So pay attention. This is a big moment for me right now. I'm also also not gonna, like, approach it as, you know what, yeah, it's what it is or whatever. Tonight, no. Altered Carbon is much better than Blade Runner. (laughs) It's trying to say very similar things, but it succeeds just in the first two episodes. Much better than Blade Runner did. Blade Runner is great. It uh, is a slow burn, and it's very much of its time. Altered Carbon is a new Blade Runner, and that's okay. We're just gonna have to live with that. Things get better over time.
0: (laughs) Nice. I, I... I um, became interested in this show this afternoon when Claire messaged me and told me that Val from Riverdale was in it. And I was like, sold.
1: Does Val from Riverdale play Val from Riverdale in this? I'm not going to tell you, Brad, because that's too much spoiler territory. Huh. You might be disappointed is all I'm going to tell you. <laughs> Which may or may
0: not. Uh, Listen, hint- as long as Val from Riverdale is in the show. Whether she's playing Val or not, I'm down. It's, it's a disturbing
1: show. It's kind of like if you took Black Mirror, a show Brad refuses to watch. Um, uh, someday. And you took Blade, a much better Blade Runner <laughs> and put them
0: together. A movie that I do refuse to watch.
1: <laughs> yes. Um. So, yeah, poor Val's all I gotta say.
0: Mm-hmm. But
1: the, but the conceit, one of the major conceits of the show is that um, they have little tiny um, discs that they put into The base of your spinal column That keeps a backup of your Personality like It organically integrates with your Brain and it, it is you It basically becomes you so if you Die you can take that and put it into A new body and keep going if you Want All right. um, All right. Interesting things so in the future Catholicism uh, hundreds of years In the future like 300 to, f- like 300 to 400 years in the future um Catholicism is still around, still <sighs> fucking things up for everybody because Catholics think that it's wrong to put a disc in your neck and have it back up your personality. When you're dead, you should be dead because you're gonna go you're gonna go to heaven. and that that's what God wants. Off. It's wrong for you to back up yourself on a digital disc. Of course, the government makes you back yourself up on a digital disc, like a disc. so it's like considered a right, I guess, to be able to do this. You just as a Catholic, you have code that says, do not resuscitate. Or do not, yeah, bring bring me back. Um, yeah, there, it's very interesting. I would say, Brad, what would you do if we had that technology?
0: I, I, I would be glad.
1: You would ride it out, right, as long as you yes. could. Why would you not? Of course. A- according to this television show, they say that most people only like get new bodies, which they call sleeves, once, maybe twice, and then they die because they've. They've lived their time and they're ready. Well, what the fuck are you talking about?
0: Bullshit. What the fuck are you talking about? Bullshit
1: Bullshit to new levels.
0: Yeah. That's just what people tell themselves that they believe because they know they can't actually live forever. Yeah. (laughs)
1: If you let someone live forever or if you make that technology happen, well then fuck yeah, you're going (laughs) to want to live forever.
0: Yeah. I don't understand. Oh, I get bored. You know, you've done everything. No, you haven't. Like, there's always new things. Always. You're never going to read all the books. And then guess what? There's going to be new books. And that's just <laughs> on the subject of books. <laughs> um, then think of everything else. Yeah. How could you, get, you know, you're... Oh, I, you know what? I Nah, you know what? I'll never learn to play the oboe. I'm cool with that. Why not? <laughs> you could be playing. You could be an accomplished <laughs> musician three lifetimes over. Yeah. And then guess what? You could go do other stuff. Well, then once you've become a a master musician of every musical instrument, then you can work with other master musicians to create amazing new pieces of music that no one would ever have had the skill to create before. It's a new level.
1: And these lazy
0: fucks like, oh, I I just want to live for about 100 years. Fuck off 100 years.
1: One of the so there's it's based on a book, and according to the it doesn't it hasn't gotten into this in the show yet, but in the book, one of the reasons it says people don't choose to basically like reincarnate or re sleeve is because they have to like designer bodies are expensive, so most often they're reincarnated into like young bodies, so they have to like go through adolescence again, and they're basically a kid that's really like 200 years old, which I'm like. Uh, surely there's a way technology would fix that ultimately. And also, that's not a bad trade-off for immortality at yeah. all. So you're saying yes. that I don't have to go directly to being a 40-year-old, which, okay, fair enough. I guess if I was an adult and now I look like a kid, that's one thing. But still, I'm living forever. Yeah. Plus, I'm that's... a kid. My body's younger. I'm going to, like, grow back into a body and be, like, at my prime physically? What are you talking about?
0: I get 15 kind of down years. Oh, well. Yeah. <laughs> small some some potatoes. potatoes. Yeah, totally fine. Yeah.
1: <gasps> in the in the television show most everyone's like an adult. It doesn't even delve into that. There is some disturbing just random stuff that obviously your mind can run wild with. And to its credit, the, at least the television show uh, allows you to explore some of the more dark weird stuff that could manifest from that. Like it really explores that, which great job. You didn't waste an idea <laughs> good great but i i highly recommend it to our listeners if you're into science fiction um yeah and brad you refuse to watch blade runner probably for good reasons i'll be honest you would probably hate I, blade runner
0: I, it's I'll, I'll it's probably see it at some point it's you don't have to i
1: mean if you were able to be reincarnated into a disc and you had to kick like you said 15 years of downtime in another life or two yeah. maybe but by that time there'd be like newer altered carbons that are better exactly. than altered carbon exactly. and it's like Blade Runner it's like 2001 Space Odyssey it's art like the last part of it is really great but there's like 20 to 30 minutes of that film that's like nope you could just cut this and it's fine you can't really appreciate it now because it's so wildly different visually from anything else that's around it's yeah, in, in, in a way that yeah some art is timeless some art is not and that's fine but that's pretty much all I've been watching Nice, Brad I got some things here um, that I'm sure have been just haunting your the, the periphery of your mind. No. Um, so Nintendo finally came clean on an age-old question. Is Toad's head the hat part and the little ball, or is the, the mushroom part a hat? Like, how is Toad's anatomy? Please explain Toad.
0: <laughs> it's a hat. This is established already. Nope. What?
1: It's been retconned, if that ever happened. Now, in the cartoon we watched as a child, he could take off that, and it was a hat. But then it was like, Toad had a tiny, tiny little head, and it was weird. Yeah. Nope. Uh, To quote, um, let's see, the developer that they interviewed. So that, as it turns out, is actually Toad's head. Nope. I'm going to have to leave it uh, to all of you to figure out exactly how that works. (laughs) Maybe there's something, in, like, inside, like a brain or something. Okay.
0: <laughs> this person, see, this person doesn't even know what the fuck they're talking about.
1: <laughs> what's inside do I assume a brain, right? What do you mean, what's inside his head? All I can tell you is that the mushroom part is a part of it, and it's stuck there. It's his, it's his head. It's not a hat.
0: Nope. Not on my watch. Fred I don't is, think so. Brad is unconvinced. Not by it. Um, also,
1: a lot of controversy so in the new Mario Odyssey game, you can give Mario boxer shorts or swim shorts and Mario bare-chested has nipples, but no belt, but no belly button. What? Um when asked about this, Nintendo said, "Um no comment. Can't tell you why." Did they wink after that? I don't know, the sources d- doesn't say, but it is a little weird. Why would you give him nipples but not a belly button? Fair Uh, enough. So you're telling me Toad's head has something inside, a mystery inside, but it encompasses all of what's on his head, but you're not going to be able to tell me, like, basic things of why Mario, like, okay, okay, Nintendo, I see what's up. Just thought you should know, Brad, I know it's been haunting us a lot, we thought we had answers, we actually don't even know where the truth ends or begins.
0: It's all lies, it's all lies, everything's a lie now.
1: Uh, let's see... As I'm sure you're aware, um, we have been using less energy as a nation in a very small amount, uh, admittedly. But we're using less energy overall, and that's because people are opting to stay inside, according to studies. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Does this surprise or worry you, friend?
0: I mean, where are you going to go? It's too (laughs) hot to go. Where are you going to go?
1: It's only getting hotter, Brad. It's
0: too hot. It's too hot to be outside. It's, it's way, way too, too hot. There.
1: So not only are we staying inside more and saving energy by, you know, I guess if everyone stayed inside, it's it's still it's it, it is a large amount. Is it um a, like a huge amount? No, but it it's a significant number. Um, what are we doing while we're inside? We're also getting more sleep. According to sleep studies for the last, I want to say yes, for more than a decade. Um, we have, as people, averaged 18 more minutes of sleep since 2004 to 2016. Wow. Staying inside, getting more sleep. Nice. These are just things that are happening in our world. Less energy, more sleep. I think that, I'm looking at this optimistically, I think that that's good. I think that that gives us maybe a C minus as a species that we're not progressing more. I'd like to see maybe more sleep. I don't know. Maybe less sleep. Give me some pills so I can stay awake and like do other stuff. Why do I need sleep?
0: I mean, we also have an aging population, so we're dying.
1: Brad, why do you got to bring in like real hard questions to ruin everyone's (laughs) day? Listen. old Old
0: people sleep a lot.
1: If you're worried about going outside because it's so hot and you just can't, or it's so cold and you just can't, don't. You're saving the planet, kind of, because we're using a lot less energy. Not a lot, but enough. I wish it was so cold cold that I couldn't. If you're waking up and you feel tired, guess what? You could be more tired. You could be 18 minutes more tired over, like, 12 years ago. But guess what? You have 18... Wake up, even if you're tired, and say, well, I got 18 more minutes than I did 12 years ago. And take it and run with it. Where can we go from this? Sky's the limit. Let's use less energy. (laughs) Let's get more sleep and or find a way to scientifically eliminate sleep so we can get a lot more shit done. I want a disc in my spine so I can live forever. And when I live forever, I want to be able to not... I I want to be able to dream on my time. Sure, I could just dream whenever, I guess. When I go to sleep and I have like eight hours or like seven. Okay, realistically, six to five hours plus 18 minutes. But in the future that we want... I want to be able to just do all this. How many podcasts could we do, Brad? If uh, I had so all podcasts. night, yes.
0: Um, but Ale- okay, what if what if you can sleep more now? Uh, but you have to pay off. You have to stay up late when you're old. Now, <laughs> that's the trade off. Oh. When you're old, when you're old, when you're an old fucking bastard, um, and you're you real sleepy all the time. You gotta give. You gotta stay up now because you're sleeping more now.
1: What do they call that? What did Paul Ryan and Melania, like, what did they, what did, what what does he as a culture decide to call this principle of, (laughs) uh, sleep now, uh, no, wait, awake now, but sleep later.
0: Yeah. Or sleep now, awake later. (laughs) No bedtime for grandpa.
1: (laughs) If, if sleep was just a unit that's like, okay, look, this is how much sleep you're going to get in your life. You just... Pace it out as much as you want That if, would be if, pretty if cool If sleep
0: worked like Donald Trump believe exercise worked
1: <laughs> <laughs> it, it would be pretty sweet Now granted I would say reality is different But we can dream Can we?
0: Can we? We can dream now but can we dream later <laughs> That's the question Alex <laughs> I want to have a dream about my grandchildren No way Jose You took You had up all that sleep when you were in your 30s
1: Deal with it Deal with it um Brad, there is a disturbing trend and I'm gonna, I'm gonna say this this is a, a trend in China that has the People's Republic of China speaking out against it. Let me give you a quote. So a couple of Thursdays ago, um, the People's Daily, which is the official newspaper of the Communist Party of China, warned people not to embrace the ethos of a certain app that has sweeped the nation. To quote them, live to the fullest and don't be just a lonely frog raising youth. Brad, there's an app in China. Let me see if I can find it. Um, I can't pronounce what it's called, um, but in English it is called Travel Frog. Yeah. Let me let me pitch to you and you tell me whether you like it. You, you like the idea and whether you're on board. You download this app. And you are instantly uh, shown a little... You're in a tree, and it pans down, and there's a little tiny stone house. Okay. And a little frog comes out and kind of looks at you, kind of waves, but it's just doing its thing. Now, it's your job to pack a travel lunch for this frog. So you have to um, go around and collect all kinds of food to prep a lunch. Now, what food you collect will ultimately determine the kind of pack you make, the travel pack for this frog, but you've got to to pack this frog up. He's got to go traveling, Brad. So you spend some time, a few minutes doing this, maybe more than a few minutes, and then once the frog has what it needs, it waves to you, locks up, disappears. Gone. If you come back into the app, he's not there. The frog can be gone from hours... To, days, to a week or more. And when he comes back, he kind of comes onto the screen, waves at you, um, checks his mail, um, goes back in and waits for you to pack him another lunch. And he just kind of chills out around the place while you wait. But he's come back with tales of his travels. And he comes back with pictures of him, like in different places, like giving you the peace sign, like showing you him eating your lunch around just historical sites around, in this case, Japan. Because it's the app originates from Japan, but once it hit China, it blew up. And then you just rinse and rip, you just keep doing it. You just keep, you are, I guess, the benefactor to this frog, and then he goes out and travels.
0: Oh, by all means. Yes, yes. Um,. This is a review by Blueberry Twister from January 23rd. A game to love and care for. (laughs) Tabakaru allows you to raise a froggy of your own. You purchase food and other travel items for your frog, and watch it head off to travel and adventure. In the meantime, you wait patiently (laughs) at home, collecting three leaf clovers, the currency in the gams, and hoping to receive some postcard from your frog's (laughs) travels. It's like Uncle Traveling Matt.
1: It's Traveling Matt the game.
0: Eventually, though the time is random, your frog comes home and brings back souvenirs! Then you simply wait until they embark on their (laughs) journey. Despite simplicity and lack of gameplay features, Tabakaru is an incredibly addictive game that leaves you obsessed with your tiny frog friend slash pet slash child (laughs) <laughs> I just open the app once in a while to collect clovers and check if my frog is back yet, slash left on another trip. Because of the minimal features, you won't be stuck in this game for more than ten minutes at a time. But it's easy to understand and keep up. Best if you are busy and can't dedicate it to a more complex game, exclamation point. Also, it's just fun unlocking new places and receiving cute postcard from your frog's adventures. Semicolon W semicolon. Fair enough.
1: It is really interesting to see what will capture the heart. Of uh of the youth of any culture or nation. But I I kind of like this for many of the reasons that they talked about it in the review. And the fact that it's minimal effort and it just goes and you don't have to you don't have to check back up on it. It messages you, hey, check me out at this uh this place, I'm bringing you back a souvenir. Just let me know that it's there. Like, it's it's, yeah, it basically mimics like a traveling friend. It's all I love, hand-driven. I love the way
0: that other review was like, you basically just wait around, and then the frog does stuff and tells you about it. And you just wait for it. It's <laughs> like, why is this game all having more fun than me? <laughs> Here's another review from Wicked Raptor. Ooh. Also, people shut the hell up about the Japanese. They're going to make an English version, too, so stop downloading it, or the App Store will remove it. You can use screenshots on Google Translate to figure it out, and the snail will give you a clover charms in exchange for food. You just have to work it out like I did, because I can't read Japanese either. Just explore and be creative. Prove that we Americans still have some intelligence and creativity left. <laughs> this person's playing a game; they can't even—they don't even know what's happening. It's all about reading the little postcards from the frog, and they can't even do that.
1: They are so eager to play this and be a part of the zeitgeist of the frog culture. Traveling frog, traveling don't get man.
0: Don't down to vote. God, take it out. Don't make him take away my game that I can't read.
1: What I like to do is take a screen cap, then go to a computer and then put it into Google Translate and then I know what the frog's doing. And as far as like understanding the UI, here's a tip. If you just tap that little snail, he gives you stuff. I don't know why I can't read it. I haven't translated that yet. Um, but I just like to get creative. I like to, I don't understand how, I don't know if creativity is the same thing as just exploring a user interface. That's a little, that's a weird word choice per se, but all right. Huh. Brad, are you, could you be down?
0: I mean, I'm kind of curious now after reading that, that review.
1: Um, would you be more down if... Disney, who owns the Muppets, made a fraggle version of this with Traveling Matt because that would be fucking amazing. Sold. You sold Disney? Disney? Listen, you just got to copy this. It's it's that easy. That You can't copy. You can't uh, copyright, like, abstract ideas of something sending you push notifications with pictures. You just can't. Take it. Run with it.
0: Um, Alex, did you watch any of the State of the Union? I did not. Because uh, we were actually recording last week while it was going down. Um, it was the only night we were we were able to record. So, but I I, I did watch it after the fact. Okay. Oh boy. Can we just stop doing that?
1: <laughs> just the State of the Union in general, or allowing yeah, Donald Trump to speak it's... for our nation?
0: Well, both. Both would be great. Um, but State of the Unions are such garbage bullshit fest to begin with. Just all of the. Um, and uh, Trump's was especially bad because it was just like all these like little shitty stories that people applaud for that are just kind of terrible um, well, we were just trucking out a lot of military people um, and then tell a little story and everyone claps for some reason and then yeah like. but this year like I and I mean Trump's a garbage monster of course and it was shitty and he also said a lot of crazy racist shit um, as he does Like, but we're just ugh. Uh, it was a, it was nightmarish, but there's a couple little stories. Um, one is this uplifting story about this this couple that stole uh, a homeless woman's baby. What? <laughs> Listen, it's a heart heartwarming story. Um, this police officer he uh, came across this homeless woman who was uh, who was about to uh, 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 ha- take some heroin, and the cop was like, "Hey, you can't do that. You're pregnant. It's gonna hurt the baby." And and the woman was like, "I don't want to hurt the baby." Um, so that cop adopted that baby. Are you sure that this wasn't just
1: um, conveyed? in an improper way by Donald Trump because as we all know he's not a wordsmith he's he normally gets well uh, recently he was going through acknowledging people at an event acknowledged a guy and then three people later said wait a minute did we acknowledge this guy like genuinely confused even though he had already acknowledged this guy so maybe he just got the story wrong, and it no. wasn't. It wasn't just oh, it oh. So the story someone fact checked it, and it actually was that this cop stole this baby from this person.
0: Well, he didn't. I mean, he they adopted the baby, but it's like, hey, what about like the woman? Like you, you, hey, this is supposed to be a great story about this great cop that did a good thing, and like, but like, wait, wait, no, you just stole like a, a poor woman's child you asshole like that's not a that's not a great story no not at all what about this woman
3: what happened to her that's my question last year ryan was on duty when he saw a pregnant homeless woman preparing to inject heroin when ryan told her she was going to harm her unborn child she began to weep she told him she didn't know where to turn but badly wanted a safe home for her baby In that moment, Ryan said he felt God speak to him. You will do it because you can. He heard those words. He took out a picture of his wife and their four kids. Then he went home to tell his wife, Rebecca. In an instant, she agreed to adopt. The Hollettes named their new daughter, Hope. Ryan and Rebecca, you embody the goodness of our nation, thank you.
0: What's the, where's the rest of it? Oh, uh, there was also the story of this little kid that um is got such a, like a boner for like um dead soldiers that he wanted to put flags on all their graves. Cool,
1: Bre- Brett. I know that you said that, and you know. It's it's funny to say a kid's got a boner and putting flags on graves, but for some reason in my mind I didn't just read it as funny and I imagined a Chinese kind of kid with an <laughs> erection like just around the park, just like putting flags in, and it bothered me. That's a disturbing image.
0: Well, that's what happened. <laughs> this kid loves dead soldiers so much it makes him so hard. He was on I'm gonna stage. put flags on all those graves.
2: He um, was on
1: stage with Trump holding like flying flags and he, like, moved over a little bit and you saw he had a tiny child erection. You're like,
0: ugh.
2: Not quite the same of the
1: union we were looking for.
0: Yeah,
3: that was weird. That was real fucking weird. Here tonight is Preston Sharp, a 12-year-old boy from Redding, California, who noticed that veterans' graves were not marked with flags on Veterans Day. He decided all by himself to change that and started a movement that has now placed forty thousand flags at the graves of our great heroes. Preston, a job
0: well done. There was also a weird moment where, like, um, where Trump's talking about um, Gorsuch, and like, I, Gorsuch like looks at the camera like all weird, and it's so creepy. Like everyone's like clapping for him, he's just got this stony, like dead-eyed stare, and he's just unmoving. Just. It's very bizarre. Um, So yeah, it was a goddamn nightmare show. Um, (laughs) Real fucking terrible. Um, um, And so then after, of course, the Democrats... um, Well, the official Democratic response was, I mean, you know, Alex, if there's one thing we... the Democrats need—they need fresh blood. You know, we need a fresh face. <laughs> <that's>, <laughs> when you
1: say it like that, why am I—I I understand what you mean, but still, when you say fresh blood, it makes it seem like they're vampires, like trying to like. Well, I mean, I mean, I mean. You okay. Know,
0: you know. Um, um. You we listen. We need. We need. We need someone to to speak against Trump. We we we're tired of this. We we need someone fresh. Let's get Joe Kennedy. Oh. Uh,
1: of the Kennedys. So,
0: yeah, yeah. So we got Joe Kennedy, and we put him in, like, a fucking uh, community college with, like, uh, like, uh, like, a, like, a, like a, a car that's being worked on with a hood up behind him. It's the most bullshit of bullshit things. Uh, and he gives the lamest speech. It was so bad. It was just a lot. It was a lot of, like, we're gonna talk real seriously, and we're gonna say... Donald Trump wants to make us choose between our future and something or other. And we say, hey, Mr. Trump, we can have it all. We can have both things. Whatever. What is your speech, dog? You're not in fucking West Wing, you lazy, pathetic piece of shit. Like, (sighs) fuck off. Like, Donald Trump just gave, like, a crazy racist speech saying that uh, Mexicans are, like, fucking... from terror... from, like, uh, fucking gangs. (laughs) Like, what are you talking about? Like, just, like, have a real speech! Like, how are you... like, Democrats! Like, why are you such fucking garbage fires? Fuck! It was terrible. It was, like, such a lame paint-by-numbers speech by a fucking Kennedy... Like fuck this shit, burn it to the ground. I can't deal with it. Um, and then Bernie Sanders also gave a, um, um, a response, and it was, of course, really good because he's a really good speaker and like talks about real issues and not stupid platitudes.
1: <laughs> I nothing bothers me more than people speaking in general platitudes. It's it's infuriating in this, but Alex, this day and age.
0: I hear what you're saying. And we don't want just platitudes anymore. We want the American people to come together as we can and show show Donald Trump that when we come together, we're stronger. And when we do that, nothing can stop us because we have the fighting spirit of America. Shut up.
1: <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I was told that Bernie Sanders was going to be talking here. I... Can we just bring him on? All right. What Donald Trump
0: said was complete fucking bullshit. Here's the problem. Okay. The wealthy keep getting wealthier. These tax cuts, they hurt the middle class. It's just just money for the rich. It's fucking bullshit. Yeah. But actually, what we need to do is come together as a country, and we need to say, hey... It's alright to be a billionaire. It's alright to be a millionaire. But we all gotta help each other out. I love millionaires. I'm a millionaire. My family <laughs> were millionaires.
1: I mean, isn't My that the My donors American dream? are
0: millionaires.
1: Why did they bring the opening act back out? God, I yeah, hate this.
0: I love millionaires. And also, there's other people. There's, there's groups that we like. We like the gays. And women. minorities and we really like them and we love talking about how much we like them and we also really really like millionaires (laughs) and we'll do anything to help them at all but we're also gonna keep those minorities and women in our thoughts and prayers (laughs) we'll trot them out whenever we need to hashtag I'm with her Yeah burn the democratic party to the ground burn it <laughs> to the ground
1: or maybe let bernie just like pick people who aren't legacy just platitude politicians maybe there's some young gun like genuine young guns that can come be like right like, fuck all this bullshit that the I democrats mean, have been doing this,
0: these midterms are going to be interesting because the d triple c um have like pulled all this shit to try to keep to try to keep um independence or in, in and uh, non uh, um um, corporatist uh, Democrats out of the game. Like, they're doing all this crazy shit to reduce funding to them and to pick um, establishment candidates that aren't going to fight uh, the party, uh, and it's not good.
1: Yeah, it's dumb. That's not going to work out very well in the end. You can't do that.
0: Well, it can, it, it can work out for them. Uh, it's just going to mean, like, we get another fucking Donald, another uh, uh, more Donald Trumps. Like, just going to mean more Donald Trumps. Because we're just going to keep moving the country further to the right with no one to oppose it. Oh, man. Cool times.
1: Cool times. Brad, perhaps we should go to another time in yesteryear. Mm. Hmm. When things were, I I would say also, I mean, gauging around the time period, pretty bad in their own ways.
0: Alex, I think it's time to check in with a dear friend of the show on the mini loves of Dobie Gillis
1: I love the theme song the theme song's great by the way I love the ending credit theme song before they start singing because it gives a longer musical interlude of just this kind of cool jazzy beat which I like a lot um is she, is she tall? Is she blonde? Does it say something like, is she curvy? Is she something? Is she any kind of dreamboat at all? Doesn't matter, because he's hers and hers alone. Dobie! <laughs> uh, Brad, whose turn is it to summarize this episode of Dobie Gillis? I think it's my turn.
0: I believe so. I think I did Manimal.
1: Manimal. And Jonathan did the first episode of Dobie.
0: Correct. So, Alex, please take a few minutes. Uh, collect your thoughts. Think about what happened in this episode. Uh, uh, what people were doing. What were they wearing? What was happening? Whatever you need to discuss in this, as much detail as possible without going over one minute are ridiculously under because then you would be a teenage marriage chump. <laughs> <laughs> Married.
1: Count me in. I'm ready.
0: All right, Alex, and you will be going in three, two, one. Go.
1: Doby's kind of depressed, ladies and gentlemen, because he keeps getting rejected by women this week there's three women who basically need to get restraining orders uh, from their own words and recount of what doby's been doing to them and yes please follow through with that cuz right now doby's kind of being a monster so doby decides look i've been playing the field too long and i can't and i can't handle rejection again i need to just skip all this and get married and who's a willing person to get married to Dobie? zelda a, a young woman who is just infatuated with him for some reason and she says yeah i'll get married So they go to their parents and ask for permission, but no, they're gonna say no, and the parents get this idea of, you know, the best thing to do to make them not do it is to give them permission. Well, that backfires. Um, they almost get married. They're at the courthouse and they are about to uh, get married. And Gilligan comes along and says, "Guys, this is stupid. What the fuck are you doing?" And they're like, "Yeah, we don't want to get married." And they don't get married, which is a really good thing. And then Doby goes back to being Doby. And Zelda still has a crush on him.
0: One minute. Yay!
1: I'd like, to, I'd like to think, I'd like to think Doby Gillis.
0: <laughs> um,
1: I'd like to think Zelda. Tip, tip though. Zelda, quit doing the scrunchy face thing. That's weird. Yeah. That's weird.
0: Yeah, that's 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 not gonna end. That's that's gonna keep going forever. I don't really. As I was
1: watching the episode, there there's at least, and I might. This might be a slight exaggeration. Ten minutes that is the same scene over and over again, <laughs> right? Duffo. I don't even know where to get. I how do you want to start this? I guess at the beginning.
0: Yeah, well, we got to start off because Dobie is, I mean, <laughs> like, Doby's like every gamer gate asshole. He really on the is. Internet. Like, I really, I keep coming back to, do- I'm glad Dobie didn't have Twitter because he could have turned into a real monster. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, he's talking about how he's, he's done with it, he's fed up with the fact that um, every girl rejects him, and he's got, like, a giant list of women that have rejected him, which at first I thought it was a scroll, but then I realized it's actual uh, notebook paper that's taped together, which is kind of hilarious to me.
1: That is funny, because it makes it seem more real. It's like this yeah. kid in high school, like, sit down, he wrote all of this, and then taped it together. Why would he not tape it together? He's Toby <laughs> yes. Gillis. The, um, it takes place in the 50s, like the... The stories take place earlier, like in the early 50s, but this takes place like in the late 50s and 60s. Um, I love this park that has a replica of the Thinker in it. Like, why can't all parks? There needs to be a park in every city that just has the Thinker, so you can go there and, I guess, think.
0: So, and we get some little cuts of these women that are like, um, stay away from me, Debbie Ellis. Why would I be interested in you when I can be with the captain of the football team? And then the third one's like, if you speak to me again, I'm going to call the police.
1: (laughs) Yeah, the, th- the third one has fear in her eyes, and I give this to the actress. She looks afraid. Like, she is up against, a, like, the siding of a house, so she, Dobie's cornered her. She's like, listen, here, you. I will call the police. Yikes! So when it goes back to Dobie, and he says, look, I can't handle rejection anymore. I can only take so much. It's like, well, dude, what the fuck are you doing? Like, yeah. reassess your life and how you're approaching this, because this is weird. This is I think weird.
0: the problem's you, dog. I think the problem's you. <sighs> it's you, Toby. But don't worry, he's got a solution to the problem. Yeah. One easy thing that'll he'll never have to worry about rejection again. Okay. Uh, cut to the store where he tells his parents, "Hey, mom, dad, guess what? I'm getting married." Uh,
1: mother's freaked out. though. I do love that when they first show moms, and then it goes—the camera goes out, and you see them all around the counter. You only see part of a sign on the counter that says "special crackers." I'd like to think that's all the sign says. <laughs> special crackers. <laughs> Makes me wonder what's really going on in this small town. Like, what? What are these special crackers you're selling, <laughs> Papa Adobe wow. So,
0: yeah. Uh, there's Doby. also the other sign there, uh, by the way, is for peas it says something natural garden flavor exclamation point peas i'm like natural garden flavor of peas hmm.
1: i mean i guess yes
0: I guess? say such natural garden flavor maybe i think I think
1: such, such natural, natural
0: garden flavor exclamation garden point flavor.
1: peas oh is that what that is that what peas flavor is the natural garden I I was not a fan of peas as a child. And you don't
0: love that flavor. You don't love the flavor of peas.
1: It wasn't until recently, Brad, that I've learned to uh, to you know admire that natural garden flavor which peas possess.
0: I nobody likes the flavor of peas. No. I think maybe consistency, uh, what they add to a dish, what they uh, but just the flavor of peas unto themselves. Come now.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of suspect signs in the gillis grocery but special crackers special crackers though well, where do i have to, where do i find what shelf is that on
0: hey it's cool it's cool it's legal in california now you can have all the special crackers you want
1: <laughs> um kind of an aside at certain points in this doby gillis's father who also threatens to kill him and his mother by the way just openly in front of them um his hair is styled Into what looks like horns? That has to be a conscious choice, correct? It's like he's got Wolverine
0: hair. (laughs) Yes, okay, yes. He's been wearing a Wolverine mask. (laughs) Yeah, because there's like weird little points. It's very strange.
1: So, yeah, Dobie says, guys, I want to get married. And they freak out. Like, Dobie, you're an idiot. You're a kid. You can barely, like, take care of yourself. And then one woman, like her parents called us and the police came over and said, you're not supposed to go near her again. Doby, who's going to marry? Like, what the fuck are you talking about? And Doby pitches the idea and moms basically, um, goes along with it. She's like, yeah, Doby, cool. You know, get married. That'll be fine. Um, uh, again, pops threatens them openly. Um, and then she goes over to, to him and says, look, Doby is just a kid. He's going through a phase. He's been rejected a lot. No one's going to marry Dobie. You know, he's our son. No one's going to marry him.
0: There's also the point where, like, Mom's goes back over to Dobie, and Dobie's like, listen, I just, I can't, I'm done with this Tarantella. (laughs) (laughs) Which starts the running joke of the Tarantella. um, Because Pops is like, what does this have to do with a fucking hairy spider? (laughs) And then Dobie's like, dad, you're such a fucking idiot. You don't know anything. A tarantella is a dance, not a tarantula. You fucking... You stupid rube. <laughs> <laughs>
1: you ill-educated monster. So then Mom starts dancing with Dad, and then they start dancing again later. And, and, and she explains the plan, like, look, no one's gonna marry Toby, it's gonna backfire, it'll be overdone soon. He's like, you know what, ma? You have a pretty good head on your shoulders. You know what? Your shoulders don't look half bad either. Mm-hmm. Hey, what are we doing later? <laughs> Got a new shipment of special crackers in the bag. You wanna wanna break them open?
0: By the way, um, another thing that's um in this store, um, I don't know if this is set in Cincinnati or not, but uh, I see chili spaghetti in cans.
1: No way. Where do you see that?
0: Um, when uh, um after Doby leaves, um, Dad's um leaning over there. Uh, by the, there's peas and there's chili spaghetti um in cans.
1: This must be set in Ohio.
0: I mean, where else like four would four
1: minute fifty three second mark? Is Cincinnati that displaced in time? Like Mark Twain said, mark, Cincinnati is what five to ten years off from the rest of the. Is it was chili spaghetti that popular back in the day?
0: Who knows? Who knows? Uh, there's also signs that says they have fresh fish every day. How? How are they shipping know. fish to Cincinnati? <laughs>
1: You gonna go into the Ohio River and get that fish?
0: It's a different time. I'd like to imagine
1: that at this time, like kids could go fish and get fresh fish and bring it and sell it to the grocer. So it'd be another thing a kid could do for money. It's like, oh, I could get a paper route, or I could catch fish and then sell them to the grocer. That's what I'll choose to believe. Um, So W goes to the park and he's talking to Gilligan, and Gilligan's like, "What the hell are you talking about, Uh, Gilligan?" does something that's highly annoying every time someone says married he like s- i'm not even sure how to explain it
0: well that's his shtick though he like um anytime maynard hears work our marriage he always screams the word um but it's in a weird way
1: it's not like like screaming like
0: married it's more like married like it's some sort yeah, of weird like his an involuntary reaction to hearing the word marriage yeah I think mostly because he's very upset that Doby is gonna marry someone else and leave him behind
1: That is who that's... will
0: love him <laughs> who will love Maynard
1: we're not sure yet um but we do know there's someone who really loves Doby and is infatuated with him and that's a young woman her name is Zelda right yes i to make sure I didn't get botched that in the uh, summary um so she comes over, and she kind of, like, scrunches her face at Dobie, and Dobie scrunches his face at her as, a, like, an involuntary reaction. And he's like, Zelda, stop doing that. You're just a kid, and you're kind of, like, not attractive, and I don't like you, so stop.
0: <laughs> he's harsh. It is, it is very harsh. Um, can we talk about Zelda's outfit? <laughs> <laughs> the- I, it, is, it is a very strange... It's not quite a turtleneck, I don't think. It's it's got this giant like uh, collar, but it's like fringe at the bottom, but it's like a turtleneck but much wider. Uh, it it looks like it could have been
1: like an ancestor to the turtleneck. Like before we really started doing tighter collars, maybe we just didn't have the sewing skills necessary and this is the this is what they were trying for, but it is it is weird.
0: It's it's closer to a mole neck than a turtleneck.
1: Yes, and it's also more sweater like than most turtleneck things are. Yeah. At least I guess in the modern fashion. But then again, but
0: then there's that fringe at the bottom of the ugh.
1: Yeah, it looks like it's. I mean, the only other time you get that fringe naturally would be on something like a burlap bag. Like it's not. <laughs> 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 and I guess I mean it gives to me, it's definitely wool. It's just. Yeah. It's an interesting, it's an interesting, uh, it's an interesting look. And of course, she's sitting on the bench because she chases Dobie off. She's sitting on the bench next to Gilligan, who has on a sweatshirt. And he cut the sleeves like halfway up to make it a sh- like a short sleeve sweatshirt. It, yeah. I mean, Nothing about these two people's outfit is they I'll give you, a will give you a preview, guys. One of these two outfits may be worse dressed, maybe.
0: Yeah, it's it's pretty fucking bonkers.
1: So so Doby says, Look, Zelda, you're infatuated infatuated with me, and yeah, you're a dog to look at. But you know what? Sometimes that's not important. What I need is stability, I need someone to love, I need someone that will cherish and worship me. Um and I need to be someone's uh I need you to be mine and mine alone. Or whatever the song says and she's, he says will you marry me she is beside herself she's like well yeah we should totally get married uh you'll give me your pin now um I'll wear it you know we'll graduate we'll go to college and we'll uh, we'll get engaged our junior year and we'll be married right after we graduate college Dobie says no honey look we're getting married this week
0: <laughs> <laughs> like what the fuck
1: and she's like what that's stupid nope gotta get married now later I gotta go I gotta go tell my parents so Zelda's talking to uh, Maynard slash Gilligan and she's like wow um I mean I'm kind of okay with this but I was kind of hoping for more of a courtship period Maynard don't you think a woman should have more of a courtship period and Maynard's like I don't even know what the fuck you're talking about daddy-o like what are you like talking about like and she says oh Maynard you just don't get it but I will have my courtship <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go tell Pops, and he's gonna be—he's not gonna let this happen. He's Pops. He's gonna think it's stupid because obviously this is a dumb idea. Cut to the scene where Pops Pops open a bottle of champagne. There is a stream of bubbly that's just flying up into the sky, arcing, and he is super excited. His little girl's getting married.
0: Um, can we let's see, can we just take a moment to talk about um Zelda for a second? All right. Uh, this is Sheila. Sheila. Sheila? James uh, Kuhl K-U-E-H-L um, So I just want to read this from Wikipedia because it's like it's craziness um, So uh, at some point um, they made um, a, a pilot for a Zelda spin-off show Really? Yeah um, uh, The project was dropped when rumors began to circulate that she was a lesbian when she was passed over for promotion in favor of a man with less experience, she began to see major obstacles for women in the job market. She went back to school, received a law degree from the Harvard Law School, and became an advocate for equal rights as an attorney specializing in feminist causes. Before being elected to California State Assembly in 1994, uh, she was the first openly lesbian um, member of the California Assembly.
1: That is amazing.
0: Yeah, she's pretty like she's pretty fucking badass.
1: I I like her in this. Um, I've seen I her, love her I've seen her in another episode of Toby Gillis um, that is actually that is based on one of the short stories that Toby Gillis is based on. Um, nice. I, I softballed it. Yes, I love her in this too. I think that she brings an energy to it and I like her character. It's a little weird that she scrunches her face but to, unlike Maynard's like uh, horn honk of married. Or whatever, it's endearing when you see her do it. It's cute. It's like, oh, she's a, she's a slightly younger than Dobie. She has a crush on him. I, I like her, and she's determined. She's also yeah. smart in a lot of the episodes that I've in these two episodes that I've seen her in. Yeah, um, she it's... has. Yeah, she's a good character. I like it. I like her. Yeah,
0: I think this this show like fucking like knocked out of the park between her and fucking um um uh, um uh, Maynard. Like, it's like two like really good like side characters like
1: I agree like uh, as much as Maynard's like Mary thing bothers me because again they make him do it like over and over again there's yeah. there's so much like repetitiveness in this particular episode oh, that's yeah. strange like they could yeah. be doing so many other gags with this or like exploring some things but they don't and that's fine um, Like, I but don't, by and like, large they're both really good characters yeah
0: I think jo- Dwayne Hickman is fine as Dobie he's like he's fine yeah. uh, but between like uh, Zelda, like Bob Denver is Maynard. Like I think both the parents are really good. Like oh this yeah, is just, this show like lucked out casting wise. I think most of the
1: people, like even the uh, women that just go by Doby um, in a minute, are the ones that have rejected him. Like all of them give really good performances for what they are. Like by and large, every episode I've seen of this show, you're right. They the talent, like the people who are actually casting, are knocking it out of the freaking park. I want this town ta- if I want these people to to be doing more things. I want to find who what other films from this time period or television shows they cast and see if they hold up or if they just lucked out. Yeah. So Zelda's also, she's at home. Dad's excited. Mom is telling Dad, I, "What the fuck are you talking about getting excited for this?"
0: She's I little... love the scene starts with Dad like popping the champagne.
1: Yeah, it's amazing. <laughs>
0: He also he also spills it on the floor, and at one point the mother goes by and looks at it on the floor, like "you fucking asshole." Yeah, <laughs> but like this scene keeps going; it's pretty great.
1: <laughs> um, so Zelda's like, "Okay, I guess if you if you guys want me to get married, I mean, I do love Dobie for whatever that means right now." All right, she goes up to pack her hope chest or whatever the hell it's called, and then mom is is like questioning dad, and dad's like, "Look." would you call your daughter hard-headed
0: no she's not hard-headed what are you talking about
1: honey (laughs) and he goes through a laundry list of like things that are basically hard-headed and giving examples of when she's like stubborn um very headstrong like it's so you'd say she's hard-headed mother's like yeah okay she's hard-headed the best way to work with that is reverse psychology at least that's what the, everyone at the office calls me. What do they call them?
0: <laughs> the good idea Fred or something? I don't know. Yeah. Um, listen, first of all, we're doing it. We're, obviously, this episode, we're doing a straight up the Fantastics. Like, yeah. that's just what we're doing. Um, another thing I need to point out is what is on mom's head? <laughs> hey, moms, what is is that your hair or is that like a hat? That has it looks to be. Like, it looks like there's a cinnamon roll on top of her head. That has to be her hair.
1: Or it's like a hair piece where, because it is a it is a shade different than her normal hair, so I don't know if it's just like the highlights or the way that they sprayed it, but it could be a headpiece, but I don't think it's a hat.
0: Or it could be a pastry.
1: It could be a pastry. Again, black and white, can't tell specifically. Can't tell. God, but this, this set is great. Yeah. <laughs> Everything about this is awesome. So they're going to let it ride out. Obviously, they also say, "Look, Adobe's parents aren't gonna let him get married." This Adobe kid's an idiot.
0: And you, you know his dad, <laughs> that fucking asshole. He won't even give the kid uh, a nickel for a what is it like a discount ice cream? <laughs> yeah, just,
1: I love that. That's how he decides to shake. He's more than a cheapskate, and he's also violent. <laughs> he threatens oh. his own wife and child. You know he's killed drifters coming through this town who just looked at him wrong. Oh yeah. Um. So yeah. Doby's a little bit, he's got cold feet
0: Well, all of a sudden, like, uh, he's sitting around the park, as per usual And all of a sudden, all these foxy ladies start coming by And they're not mad at him anymore Yeah, the same ones that rejected him Parade
1: in front of him through this park Oh, hi, Doby. why haven't you been chasing me lately? You told me not to chase you Oh, well, that was last week You're getting married, right? Yeah Huh You wanna go to the, the, uh, uh, the malt shop? My
0: treat But I can't do that. I'm getting married. Hmm. I just wasn't interested in you before when you were a boy, but now you're a man about to be married, and I like it. Hmm. See you around, Dobby. (laughs) Dobby's like, God damn it.
1: This always happens. Um, so every one of the outfits these women are wearing, I like. I think they're cool. Yeah. There's like the... The baton woman who was dating, um, who was dating the f- head of the, the coach, not coach, that would be different, <laughs> that would be very different. I meant to say, the captain, see, it was a C word. I was gonna say quarterback, but no, it's the captain, same, same thing. Uh,
0: but I love when Debbie's like, What happened? I thought you were uh with the, co- the um, captain of the football team, and he's like, I don't even want to talk about that. What happened? <laughs> There's a story there.
1: I would like to know, I also want to understand, I would love to have an episode just about this woman because she wears the same outfit everywhere. When she rejected, when she rejected Dobie, she had this outfit on. Days later, she has this outfit on. Is she carrying around the- a the hat? Oh. Like, she has something else in her hand. And I can't really tell what it yeah, is. Yeah,
0: it's, yeah, it's the hat that goes with the, the uniform.
1: She also has her hair up on, or she also has a cinnamon bun on her head or some yeah. sort of pastry.
0: It was, you know, the 50s were a real time of, of pastry hairs. Um, you know, uh, it, it, when Star Wars came along and Leia put those buns in her, on the side of her head, we really thought she was we were doing something. But it was just George Lucas going back to his 50s nostalgia. Like, he loved he loved those uh, those short cereals, and he loved those women with pastries on their head. But, see,
1: in, in Dobie Gillis, the pastries are all on top. Right, and he thought that's not futuristic. How's this going to develop in the future? All right, we move the pastries. Maybe then you have two. So it's a logical progression from that, (laughs) the base. Exactly. The next girl who comes up to Dobie is also. It's the same thing. It's the same conversation he has three times, but they're just different women. Yeah. Um, Cool plaid dress. She doesn't. Her her bangs are kind of pastry like, but she has long hair. Like we're just all in on the pastry hair. Yeah. She's she's also trying to tempt Doby. What is up with these? What is up with these women trying to break up an engagement? I mean, obviously, they, it should be broken up because Doby shouldn't marry Zelda right now, right. or probably ever, to be honest. Because Zelda can do much better. What is this? I don't Listen. I don't know if I like this like finth like this uh, temptress kind of like subplot. I mean, it, it breaks up the monotony of the repetitiveness. This, the most disturbing one, though, is the last woman who had restra- who who was so close to putting a restraining order on Dobie Gillis. She's wearing
0: a giant Letterman sweater. It is giant. You could you could have a, you could hide a couple of people in there. <laughs> she's
1: also got crazy eyes. A lot. She's doing a lot of intensity work with her eyes. That I. Yeah, I don't. But Dobie says this is just my luck. Right when I'm about to get married, all these women do this. But look, I'm a stand-up guy. And Zelda's a stand-up girl, and I'm going through with this, unless my parents stop me. They don't stop him. I mean... We get a repeat of the same thing before, it's just like, why aren't we stopping it? And they all come close to like, well, Mom and Dad, should I get married or not? And they're like, well, we don't want to be the first one to call... Like, they're basically playing chicken with marriage, and it's stupid.
0: Yeah, it is... It's real dumb. I, uh, But, uh, yeah, we're, we're really amping it up, and... Uh, Dobie's dad is like, oh, hey, moms! I thought you said that the shit was going to fall apart. What's up with these dummies letting this letting our dumb son marry their crazy kid? And then we go to the other parents, and they're like, hey, hey, dummy, I thought you said this shit was going to work out. What's happening? Hmm. Um, <laughs> so, uh, Mom's still got a pastry on her head. What is, like, what's her, is that a dress? Uh, yeah, I guess it's a dress. Okay, because, like, it's got these weird little flaps on the side.
1: On the sleeves?
0: No, on the on No, on the actual dress. Like the top part and then it comes down to these little flaps.
1: Whoa. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's interesting. I don't know what that is.
0: It's pretty crazy.
1: Fifties fashion. I can't not see Wolverine. I can't see old man Logan every time I see Doby's dad now. Like I just see it and I'm like, yep, there you go. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> that hair. So yeah, they they all say this can't go any further. They're obviously going to call it off. We have nothing to worry about. Let's but just we, not say we, it's anything. That,
0: it's that cliche, it's that uh, fantastic, Fantastics cliche of, well, we can't tell them no, because if we tell them no, then they'll definitely want to do it. It's like, all right, whatever.
1: Something with Mom's collar is weird. On that same Every... dress that has the flap, or oh, the same shirt that has the flaps, the collar is strange. Is that not a brooch, is it? It looks like it's just a giant plastic button that keeps...
0: No, no, I think it's a key. I think it's a brooch that's shaped like a key. What? Yeah, this is. Mom's is a mystery. Zelda's mom is a real weirdo, fashion wise.
1: Yeah, I don't understand any Okay, okay. I, I it's her her dress or her outfit is a vortex that I'm getting drawn into, and I have to step away. Or I, I just, I'm gonna I'm gonna okay, I have to step away from it. So this escalates to the freaking courthouse, where Maynard is obviously the best man. Zelda's dressed up. And oh god, like,
0: there are two scenes back to back. Yes. There's like a little break in the middle where Maynard and Zelda are like, "I can't do this. This is a terrible idea." And Maynard's like, "Yeah, this is a terrible idea. What are you fucking doing?" But at least this is an elevation. Like,
1: this is a continuation of their conversation earlier, where she's like entertaining the idea and humoring it. This is her scene to be like, "I'm stuck, Maynard. What the hell should I do?" Yeah. Uh, so it's at least it's a different conversation where the parents' conversation is yeah, almost it's identical the exact to the first same, one.
0: Yeah. So uh, then we go to the Justice of the Peace, and uh, everybody's there. Um, <laughs> Maynard's got um his his like his outfit his out is so crazy. First of <laughs> all, of course there's a hole in his pants, of course, uh, but he's got this like weird like short fat tie with stars on it. Uh.
1: It's <laughs> his sleeves are halfway down his. Like, and the other like, thing
0: is, like, because again, I've watched a few episodes. This yeah. is, I think, this is pretty much always a Maynard's dressed-up outfit.
1: This is amazing. Well, it, he, at least part of this was in the episode we watched before, when he had nice. to dress up to take the uh, that one lady out, the one that needed a, a bodyguard, oh, the that's tiny, right. That's right. the tiny child who was masquerading as a high school student, the daughter of a wealthy uh, businessman. So yeah, they've got a bouquet, they're dressed, they got a corsage. Like people spent money on this. The justice of the peace is, all right, let's do this. Um, Dobie, do you take Zelda? And Zelda, do you take Dobie? And they both say, maybe, sure. And then, of course, the line that is not mandatory in any of these things. All right, if anyone here should uh, uh, disagree with this union, speak now. If i forever hold your peace. And the parents look at each other and are like, ah this is happening? The train, like, yeah, a train is about to, like, plow through some cars, because the guards didn't come down, and the only hero that steps up is Maynard. He explodes. (laughs) No!
3: (laughs) Stop this!
0: Stop this! Of course they can't get married, because they don't want to.
1: (laughs) And then, of course, that's the cue for the parents to lay out their laundry list Uh, of...
0: Of course not! They're too young! I mean... This was this was just too dangerously close. <laughs> like these are just lo- these are a fucking lunatics. <laughs> all these Maynard's the only sensible one. like what is wrong with all of these people? This has gone too far. They've already said I do. <laughs> <laughs> I think they ask for
1: like if anyone objects before they say I do. But anyway, so Doby and Zelda look at each other and, and they say, do you want to get married? And they both say, of course not. Not now. And yeah, everything's back to normal. Everyone's like hugging. Maynard hugs, kind of side hugs. <laughs> yeah. Justice of the peace. All right. And then we get to the end of the episode where they're like, God, we fucking dodged a bullet. And Zelda's like, yeah, we did. And Dobie says, yeah, I mean, who would want to marry a dog like you? And she says, yeah, we're both kind of dogs, I guess. But don't worry. I'll get you someday, just not now. And she gives him a little, like, her little scrunched up face. And she's like, he's like, Zelda, don't you start. And Maynard's like, not again. And he just kind of, like, can't take it, so he runs off into the bushes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> to wait As, for
1: someone to summon him.
0: Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's bizarre. It's bizarre. I mean, it was. It is. It's bizarre.
1: I love it. Like,. As much as there's, like, obviously things that are like, all right, this show's great. Love it. Yeah. Can't wait to watch
0: more episodes. I'm only going to be able to get through at least one or two more, right? Correct. Maybe squeeze in two more. Correct. Um, just the idea of fact that Dobie's like, listen, I'm tired of women reject- rejecting me, so I'm just going to get married to a woman that I don't like that much. <laughs> like, right. what's up, dog? What is up? I really do wonder why, because Dobie
1: has that l- giant list, and I know we're suspending our disbelief because obviously this is a television show, but how many people live in this town, and how many of them aren't aware of Dobie? Like, at this point, Dobie's dated everyone in town? How many schools, like, what's the population? This is the sixty. 60- like, is it Cincinnati, and he can go to, like, every hill here, and just like, hey guys, I'm Dobie Gillis, what's up? to
0: every hill.
1: <laughs> Cincinnati is known as the, the Seven Hills City. You know this.
0: Um, let's see. Does it say where it takes place? I'm sure it
1: does. In the actual book, I think parts of it take place in Minnesota, parts of it takes place at a college in another uh, state, but I don't remember exactly where. But those are the stories, which again, I think, fluctuate. Like, sometimes, sometimes it's that. Uh, in the mini... Worlds of Doby Gillis, Brad. Who won and who lost in this episode? I mean, Zelda won. She doesn't marry Doby, so she has time to, I guess, grow up. She can still have her crush, but she's not shackled to him. So that when she gets older, she'll realize, oh yeah, no Doby, pass. Yeah. So I would almost be willing to give it to her because everyone else goes through agony during this. That's true. To what end, other than their own stupidity?
0: Yeah, yeah. I think I think Zelda's the closest to winning. Well, maybe, maybe uh, I don't know. It's hard on Maynard, so I can't say that. Yeah, I think I think uh, Zelda wins, but who lost?
1: The only other person I would humor to win would be one of the women that rejected Dobie, the one that offered to buy him a milkshake or a malt on her treat. Because one, she's got money to throw around, <laughs> and she's uh, she's a single lady just in this town on the prowl. So good for her. And plus, I- she passes up Doby, so ah. she dodged another bullet again.
0: That's true. I think she may win it. <laughs> I think you're making a good case. Cause for a second I thought that was I thought that was the same one that was uh, um, breaking up with the captain of the football team. Oh no. That's a story, that's story that a needs one. to
1: be told. That's a story yeah, that needs to be told.
0: Something happened there.
1: <laughs> and the other woman Yeah, she's
0: she's yeah. <laughs> she's on the edge of Who is the loser? I wanna say Zelda's dad. Because whatever cachet he built up being a uh, um, good thinking uh, uh, Jimmy or whoever the fuck he is, um, <laughs> his wife is never going to trust him again. And you know that it, she's definitely going to call him out for that spill net that champagne on the carpet now.
1: Oh, yeah, he's fucked. Why would you pull that card of, hey, you know, at the office they call me a uh, thinking fellow. Like, why would you fucking do that for this? Dude, you, yeah. you save that. You save that for something. Uh. I don't know, that's just the kind of guy he is, so yeah, he definitely loses. I, I t- wholeheartedly agree. Um, best dressed, worst dressed. Are you completely against the, uh, proto-turtleneck? Or is there some part of you that likes it?
0: No, because it's, it's also, like, really baggy and weird. And, like, the sleeves are rolled up, but they're weird and I, it's not good. I don't like it.
1: So, okay, it is in the running. I want to say Mom's cookie dress is strange, too. Not dress, but the shirt outfit where it has the uh, the excess squares at the bottom or whatever the hell that's supposed to be, and then the weird giant plastic button. Because that's just so strange to me. And of course... Are doing, main wait,
0: are we doing best dressed or worst dressed?
1: Worst dressed. I'm sorry. If I misspoke, okay. I apologize.
0: Okay. Um, I turned on like like I think, is in the running for that. Um, but yeah, Mom's dress is weird. But at least, like... I don't know. It's just weird. It looks nice.
1: Agreed. All right. So maybe it's not in there. I mean, maybe it's just unique.
0: It's just strange, but I don't think it's necessarily bad.
1: I okay. It's the miscongeniality of, I guess, all the ensembles. It's like yeah. It's like it's best. It's yeah. It's
0: It's curious. It's It's curious. curious, It's a curious outfit. outfit. I think turtleneck may be the worst.
1: The fact that I was that I compared it to a burlap sack. (laughs) <laughs> and we both were like, yeah, I think means it has to be labeled the worst outfit. Yeah. But who's best dress?
0: I like Dad's um, um, Zelda's dad's pinstripe suit.
1: That is a cool suit. Um, I like uh, the baton woman suit, but I guess technically that's a uniform, so I don't know if that counts.
0: That counts. It, that, that only doesn't count when Jonathan pretends that costumes don't count for some reason. Well, I,
1: that's why I use the word uniform. I, that was a tactful use of the word.
0: Yeah. Um...
1: I like it because it's so fantastic compared to the other stuff. Second only to the curious, <laughs> right. most curious outfit of the uh, whole show.
0: <laughs> New award: most curious outfit. Zelda's moms.
1: Everything else is safe. We got frumpy sweater girl. Um, Dobie's outfits are always just like straight laced.
0: Mm-hmm. I like the plaid dress on plaid the, dress on is pretty girl. cool. I, li- I, I like I like the uh, baton uniform.
1: There's just so much ornateness to the baton uniform that, for the time, seems like excessive for a high school baton twirlers outfit, to where I'm like, alright, there's something that pushes it over to the top for that, and that's why I would nominate it, if you're game. Sure, I'm down. There you go. We got it all. We got it all. We did it. Yay! That's Toby Gillis, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for watching. Wait, who's wearing the least curious outfit? Ooh, least curious (laughs) outfit. I mean, Maynard, I would say also, that one outfit is a standby curious outfit.
0: That's true. <laughs> who, who had the, the least I think Doby's probably the least curious outfit. Yeah, everything
1: Doby wears is like, yeah, okay, that makes sense. Yeah Dobie's blacks. not trying. Yeah. Joey, Joey. Doby is not trying to impress anyone. He's not trying to make a statement. he's trying to blend in. Boring truth. There are
0: a lot of ceramic figurines in Zelda's house, by the way.
1: Really? See, I love little things like that in any show, but I didn't even notice the ceramic figurines.
0: There's some stuff in there. There's some weird set dressing.
1: I noticed the Cyclops illustrated... Wow, there are a lot of weird ceramic figures. There's a ceramic cat. There's like two ceramic cats. Yeah. That's weird. There's a vase. There's... Just a weird matted picture on the wall that's tiny compared to its frame that has two giant, like, bulbs, I guess, like showcasing it. But the lamp on the table has equally large bulbs, so it's like, how much light do you need in that corner? It's also bio open, like a bio window. Strange. Is that desk's sole purpose to be the telephone desk? because that's an awesome thing that that was a thing oh, yeah. back then yeah. i have to have a desk for my telephone so i could write something down obviously but also this is just my telephone station i'm talking on the phone i'm at the telephone desk
0: yeah that was a thing
1: those ovens the two stoves they have are way too small for a family this size there's what are you cooking in there um don't gillis ladies and gentlemen thank you so much for listening to ramjack um get in contact with us go to the website ramjackpodcast.com all the methods are there. Visit our visit our wiki, go to the Facebook page and join it, talk to us, chat at us. We do have some feedback.
0: Alright, so guys, we got some voicemail here. Um, this is the first one from Matt.
4: Hey, Ramjack Podcast. Brad, Alex, Jonathan, if you're there. Uh, it's Matt. I've got got two monsters for you and I'm not really good with spotting monsters in my opinion people who are just like normal people and sometimes they do irritating things but hey that's life and you just kind of gotta you know deal with it well that's not the spirit of the podcast the spirit of the podcast is that everybody is awful pretty much all the time yeah. so I've got two nominees for you I know it's a little early we're not into April anarchy quite yet and I do think that there is no greater monster in uh, of the past year than a twin peaks season three fan (laughs) (laughs) but i've got two personal monsters uh the first one i'm gonna call i'm gonna call a middle seat malcontent so i'm flying out of phoenix after christmas visiting my folks (laughs) i posted about that in the facebook group um flying back to oakland and i'm I'm sitting in the window seat, there's a young girl in the aisle seat, no one's in the middle seat. I'm thinking, oh man, I hope no one hope no one sits in the middle seat. Because uh, that would be nice, not to have somebody in the middle. But nope, this like, 20-something, like, kind of gross dude sits down, like, um, I don't know, we were just about, was like we were just about to leave, and he just he finally shows up, he sits down, alright, he's talking on the phone. He's talking on a his, on his cell phone. Though he's also watching videos on his phone while he's talking on his phone. So he sometimes p- puts the phone away from his ear to watch a video. So so there's noise coming from the phone while he's talking on the phone. And nobody else on the plane is saying anything or doing anything. It's like dead silent on the plane, which is really nice. Except for the guy right next to me, Middle seat, Malcontent, who is... Talking and talking to his girlfriend. Oh, you sick. Oh, honey. Oh, boo. You know, I think he called her boo. Well, uh, you know, you should drink, eat something. You should drink something. can you want to feel like eating? Like uh, it's just on and on and what? on. What? <laughs> Whatever. But he's talking and talking and it's, and, the, and the plane is leaving the 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 gate. Okay, we're we're leaving, and you're not supposed to have your phone on. Now, you and I, and whatever, we, we can talk about, like, the merits of that rule that the FAA has about having your phone in airplane mode when you're on the runway taxiing, whether you're leaving or coming to the air, air, airport. Uh, like, I think it's probably a little shit, but it's the rule. So everyone's obeying the rule except for this guy who's just chatting away, ch- ch- chatting away, putting possibly our own... You know, our safety at risk. Anyway, the flight attendant comes by. Male flight attendant. That's important. Because, you yeah, he, uh, know, he says, Sir, sir, you have to turn your phone off. I'm just saying goodbye, says the middle seat malcontent. I'm just saying goodbye, sir. No, I'm going to stand here until you turn it off. You, you have to turn it off in front of me. <sighs> Big heavy sigh. So he turns off his phone. So that's irritating. Uh, that he had to be told. He's 20-something years old, and he kind of implied that when he got on the plane, because uh, I could hear his whole conversation, fortunately, yay lucky me, uh, that, you know, he, he had just flown on some other plane and, like, his flight had just connected or something. So I know this is not his first time on on the plane, but I kind of wanted to lean over and be, like, first time on an airplane, buddy? Like, you don't know the rules? Like, ha, 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 passive-aggressively? Uh, because the next thing is that he doesn't have a seatbelt on. <sighs> So the flight attendant comes back, sir. You you have to put your seatbelt. You have to you have to put your seatbelt together. Also, put your tray table up. The fuck. <laughs> so so the guy he puts his seatbelt on. He puts his tray table up, and then he mutters under his breath, "Faggot." Uh,
1: yeah. The worst.
4: <laughs> uh, it's 2018 now, and he goes, "Faggot," but the male flight attendant, yeah. <sighs> it's. It, Dude, like, you're in a public space. You got a stranger to your right and a stranger to your left. Like, you cannot be saying these things. Like, who are you? You're 20-something years old. You're a nobody. And you don't think the rules apply to you? You think you're better than everybody? And you're going to say homophobic slurs under your breath with people all around you who, in the dead silence, silence of this tube, can hear everything you're saying... Uh, I'll tell you, when we were flying, like when we had just taken off and I was looking over uh, Phoenix, I was thinking, you know what, I would be totally okay if this plane crashed right now because at least (laughs) this asshole would be taken out of... uh out of existence and i also kind of wanted to text somebody and say um if the plane goes down and they do a you know memorial for all the people who passed away in this plane make sure somebody you know finds the name of the guy who sat in this middle seat middle seat malcontent and makes the world just known makes known to the world that this guy is a fucking loser homophobic bigot Asshole, rule ignorer. This one's going long. Anyway, I call this guy Middle Seat Malcontent. I want to put him forward as a contender in April Anarchy. I think I should send my uh, my next monster in, in a separate email. So I'm going to do that. You can play that next time you record. Not as good as this one, though. That's just you know spoilers.
1: Nice. Should we wait or should we go ahead and play the next one? I will say this: that is an amazing monster.
4: Yeah.
1: Let's um, save, let's
0: save the next one for next time. That's let's what he save said it. to do. Let's pace out our monsters. I feel that that's a scenario that requires a very loud and forceful, what the fuck did you just say? I think everyone needs to be made aware, he needs to be shamed, and you need to get bumped up to a first class.
1: Yeah. Yeah! What a- I,
0: Yeah. No.
1: Who openly defies the plane rules?
0: Yeah. Now, I mean, yes. Guy, the flight attendant already hates this guy. You make a scene about it, um, oh, like- they're gonna do whatever to to make sure they lay on thick how they're um rewarding you and telling that guy to fuck off
1: oh well if you push it too far they would have escorted that guy off the plane probably or dragged him off yeah i mean
0: that would be cool too whatever you can do to make him embarrassed um uncomfortable or um upset that you're getting something that he's not i think you gotta go for it this guy's the worst Guys, guys, do not be afraid to make a scene uh, That's what I've been counseling people lately I'm sure we'll talk about it next time Jonathan's on But I was counseling him earlier today oh, to, yeah. to take a stand and tell people To fuck off
1: <laughs> It You really have to play that right though Because some people are also not afraid To make a scene and if you're going against someone who – I guess you just have to out them if they end up being a, a scener as well. I'm making uh, a lot of words up right now.
0: Hey, um, it's cool. Just so you know, um, I can out anybody. I, nobody, I know this <laughs> friend. Nobody, Nobody's going to beat me. I mean, we know this from our, our years of debating
1: or that skit we did. or I guess the premise of it was you would debate someone and no matter what stance you took, no matter how horrible it was – uh, I guess to society, you would always win. It's a force of will, and you can outwill anyone. Yeah. So you're the social, you're the person we need for this. I'll be honest; I wouldn't be able to do that. I would probably like give them a look or just kind of like shake my head publicly, like that's no, that's gross. Why would you Excuse say that in 2018? Me.
0: Hey, a hey, middle seat, middle seat malcontent. Listen, we just need to come together as a country, and we just need to say, hey there. You with your bad ideas and your unkind language. We strongly disapprove. Shut up. (laughs) Shut up.
1: (laughs) God, I was in this. I was in the. I was on a plane. I had middle seat malcontent and then a Kennedy. (laughs) It's a sandwich between them.
0: Fuck. Then that ginger fuck Joe Kennedy rolled (laughs) in. Started saying platitudes. Ugh. That would
1: be the worst setup.
0: Talked about how great Technical colleges were Ugh Fucking garbage
2: Hi Red Jack This is John Parnasek. I wanted to Call and give my thoughts on Season 1 Episode 37 Good lord Episode 37 Of season 1 Of The mini Loves Of Dobie Gillis that episode is known as Here Comes the Groom. Quick thoughts on that. I am still mortified by the near existence of the fuzzy, grimacing testicle that is the Dobie Gillis cartoon. I really can't stand him. I really enjoy, on the flip side, the Tarantella gag between Dolby's mom and dad. I love how they are so easily distracted by the tangential and they completely forget Dolby's in the room. Uh, just so they can sort of relax in a bit of nostalgia. They're very funny to me. I like the creakle nose gag between Zelda, who we meet here for the first time in terms of Ramjack's experience, the gag between Zelda and Doby. I like how Doby tries to initiate the creakle nose gag and it just doesn't work because it's not the classic, uh, setup and follow through. I I don't really think the women wanting Dolby post engagement convention or joke that kind of runs to that montage. Uh, clearly, that's a little <laughs> problematic in 2018. But I, you know, God help them. They want Dolby now that he's about to get locked down. They want a taste of that Dolby ice cream cone. Uh, I <laughs> the show really enjoys teasing kids for saying like all the time, which I did not understand was such an old. Gag or joke for old people to make about kids. I, I I thought it was a much more modern convention. And best dressed easily goes to the goofy tie Vader wears as the best man Adobe's failed wedding. Uh, I don't know who the worst dressed is. You guys will figure that out yourselves. But
1: those are my thoughts on here comes the group. Nice. Oh yeah, the the only reason I during our recap said the whole. Uh, thing with Maynard saying like a lot was because of Jonathan's voicemail. Nice. I also thought that was... was surprised to find that that is not a new uh, hang-up of the people who want the kids off their lawns making fun of kids that say like. Maybe it got a resurgence when we were younger, but part of well, me I wonders think, if that I hasn't just always been a part. Tracks.
0: I think there's like the... I think there's like the cool beatnik like track that we get here from Maynard which is what they're playing up but then we get uh, I think then the we had the 80s Valley Girl was a different like I think they're, they're two different um, tracks of the word like in similar fashions
1: same word different tracks as Brad says and I agree with that it's a totally different thing
0: so but yeah it's delightful it's delightful
1: thanks for sharing your thoughts Jonathan we appreciate
0: it indeed indeed and friends if you're visiting your great aunt And she locks you in your room before the midnight bells. And you hear something spooky in the hallway. It's nothing to be afraid of, friend. It's just everyone's favorite roller skate Scary
1: stories. (laughs) Scary architects. (laughs) That is a truly ridiculous premise. I... Oh, were you killed by one of my uh, company's uh, products? All right, come in. At midnight, when the bells go off, possess my body. We'll draw up a room. We'll make that room. We got we got people on staff. And then we'll talk about it afterwards. Until I mean, then, woman, I don't want to hear about it.
0: Like, she genuinely did think that, like, building all these crazy rooms was to trap ghosts. Like, it's just real. <laughs> it's, that's, I mean, it's ripe for a movie. <laughs> What I didn't count on was a roller skate ghost. (laughs) (laughs) Delightful.